1: Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Hello friends and family, welcome back to the so Biz Dope podcast, I'm your host Pop Buchanan and I'm extremely excited to talk to you guys today about diet and recovery and this is really a personal topic for me and my inspiration, um, it goes back to when I first was in rehab about eight years ago and I was staying um, in a in a dormitory where I had to live there and you know, I live. I was in New York, so in New York we have these bodega and corner stores. Uh, that's just awesome. It's like twenty four hour. You get anything you want from heroes, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, all types of food, junk food, groceries, whatever you want, whatever you need, is, you can find in a one of our local corner stores. So we found ourselves, you know, really eating and hoarding a lot of food because we had nine o'clock curfew so you want to make sure about like eight o'clock you had all your snacks in everything you could get couple of heroes and stuff but the beautiful thing is the idea was as long as we're not drinking alcohol or drugs we're doing the right thing and we're just gonna like we we have these appetites we're eating and it was just a fun experience but for me and definitely looking back in retrospect I it just never really occurred to me about healthy diets it just I knew the data I knew the science I knew better but as long as I wasn't drinking I just was like look look I'm just going to eat and have fun and you know I had a really good metabolism I was new I was I was skinny coming from my addiction so I definitely would wanted to beef up and I was looking to gain a lot of muscle and The problem was I didn't go about gaining the weight in a healthy way, I just figured I could eat as much food as I wanted in a small period of time. While I I worked out really hard. And now get really big. And I did. But at the same time. I gained a lot of unhealthy weight. In the process. Because as soon as the muscles go. You're dealing with the weight issue. And that eventually led to me. Having high blood sugar. Being pre-diabetic. And the day I found out I was pre-diabetic. That's when I started Monk Healing. Which is check out our Instagram page. At Monk Healing. That page was about. Sobriety, but definitely my fight on sugar, and definitely wanting to spread information to the masses about how important it is to have healthy blood sugar, to eat a healthy diet, and to definitely respect the power of your insulin. So, you know, for me, I just definitely was like, look, being pre diabetic sucks. And, you know, once you're diabetic, the whole conversation changes. So I had three months from the point where I was given a pre-diabetic diagnosis to make some serious changes in my life. And I did, you know, I became, I started a ketogenic diet. I was reading different books and the first book that I read was The 4-Hour Body from Tim Ferriss where he introduced something called um, The Slow Carb Diet, which was really good. But I realized that although slow carbs were awesome, Um, I still had this real issue with my blood sugar and my insulin resistance and stuff like that. So I definitely wanted to find something where I could cut out unhealthy carbs and not make sugar the center of my diet. Right. I had to get back to being mindful about my morning coffees. That's where a lot of the problems started. The first thing I did when I wake up is I'm having this highly caffeinated beverage, which, you know, we love coffee, but you mix that with some creamer or some milk or whatever. And then you add some more junk to it. Then you slam it with sugar and you're just pretty much having dessert for breakfast and dessert that's designed to keep you up. So it's just, it was just a bad thing and it had its own addict addictive qualities. I was drinking three, four cups of coffee a day. I'm having cereal cakes, heroes and all this type of stuff. And long story short, Being diagnosed with pre-diabetes is scary because, you know, you're one step away from just being a few, Um, they message something called your A1C and, you know, it has to be at a certain percentage for you to be either clear of a diabetic diagnosis or pre-diabetic or diabetic, right? So I had three months to reverse it and I did, but through the ketogenic diet and For me, it was just a God sent thing because I really was able to do it. I went back to my doctor three months later and I said, I told her when she first told me, I said, when you see me next time, I'm going to look different and I'm not going to have pre-diabetes. I promise you I'm going to fix this. And long story short, when I was pre-diabetic, I had a lot of heart palpitations. I had high blood pressure and I realized that they had this thing called a metabolic syndrome, which is really scary, is when you're running high blood sugar, you have high blood pressure and you're at risk of heart disease and you're overweight and all of this stuff. And next thing you know, Anything could go wrong and you could have a heart attack, you could go into shock. Being in a unhealthy in that way was just scary. And um, so I decided, long story short, I decided to say to myself, look, If I'm going to be sober and have the discipline to not drink, I should have the discipline to eat the right things because I don't want to get sick and I don't want to use my recovery as an excuse to just eat and develop another food or eating disorder or condition because I have a high, I'm highly addictive personality type. Total type A, highly addictive, need to be in control type. And just definitely once I like something, I'm definitely going to keep looking for it. I had to be able to switch off and discipline my mind to understand how to use food. And, um, you know, so this episode is important to me because it just goes over the basics for me about how sugar helps... How sugar really does a number on Your mind, body and spirit connection How sugar definitely plays off your dopamine Which is a vital neurotransmitter hormone That's like plays on our reward center And dopamine is directly correlated to our addiction So we stop one addiction from drugs and alcohol, but then you're eating sugar all day. You're still kind of catering to that dopamine pathway in the brain, creating this addictive tendency. And just that kind of unhealthy relationship could be the one thing that causes people to relapse. Right. Because you're. Experience depressive symptoms through the junk food and the sugar. You're fatigued. And uh, when you hit the wall of a protracted withdrawal state, And that's when you have some time under your belt through the recovery. That's like, you know, you're talking about two or three months into your recovery. Then you start you don't feel as excited or energetic as you did in the beginning when you was in a pink cloud or, you know, having that honeymoon effect. After a while, your brain starts to heal. The dopamine receptors in your brain really starts to heal and you need a lot of rest. And you just need a lot of love and care and TLC. And around this time, people definitely look for comfort food. Me, I, I did. And this podcast is more about the education and for us understanding our relationship between food, um, sugar and our recovery, but plus also our addiction. But um. I definitely can't knock anyone that's new in recovery and they're just look, if you're you're healing man, and if you gotta eat two um, tubs of ice cream a day to get through this and to get through, you know, this um post acute withdrawal which sucks and is a little painful, that's fine. But I'm talking to you, once you get out of your post acute withdrawal stage, you're stable, you're in recovery, you feel good, you have some time under your belt, right? Now it's important to put your diet and nutrition and the focus because now you want to start getting in shape, making smarter decisions, cutting back from the sugar. So today I want to talk about ketosis and the keto diet and a ketogenic diet, which I um, use the ketogenic diet to actually get out of my pre-diabetic diagnosis because under the ketogenic diet you're eating a high fat moderate protein, low carb diet, or in some cases, no carb. You would get all your carbs from healthy greens and vegetables. Um, but you want not eat Carbohydrated vegetables Like potatoes And starchy vegetables You'll stay away from All of those type of carbohydrates And you will really Just focus on fat So um, But the beautiful thing About this diet It trains your body To burn fat Opposed to burning glucose So In time You'll feel better Because you don't need To always have Sugar in your diet To pick you up And you'll also have What they call More stable Blood sugar patterns Right Dr. Eric Burr is um, a doctor online that talks about healthy keto and how to do a ketogenic diet healthy. And he has a clip that I would love to play today where he talks about how um, most recovery centers or just a recovery process doesn't necessarily address diet and how understanding the relationship between your blood sugar and your diet and your recovery can make a big difference in you being successful in recovery and not having insulin resistance or becoming pre-diabetic or developing a really unhealthy environment altogether. So I want you to check this out. It's very interesting because it's not always you find a doctor talking about addiction and And he's utilizing diet, nutrition, and health to back up the recovery claim. And this is exciting for me because, you know, I'm a nerd for this stuff and I live it. And Dr. Eric Berger definitely brings it. I will put the video that I'm using of the audio from and all his information in the show notes. And... After this, I will play another short video of Dr. Eric Berg's where he talks about the basics of the ketogenic diet. And for anyone out there who are vegetarians or vegans, you could also enjoy a ketogenic diet and not be eating animal protein. So there's a lot of ways to be creative on a on ketogenic diet and reducing blood sugar and training your body to burn fat. I catch you guys on the other side. I'm going to talk about the biggest thing that is missing when you're
0: trying to recover from an addiction. Now, if you're recovering from alcohol, for example, you have to realize that in your body, alcohol acts as a carbohydrate, even though it's, alcohol itself is not a carbohydrate. Now, they put carbohydrates in it, like beer, wine, things like that, mixed drinks, but pure alcohol, ethanol, is not a carbohydrate which means you'll have the fluctuations of blood sugar issues. okay? Because your body's constantly trying to get rid of it. Uh, it considers it a toxin, so it's pulling it out as a priority. And uh, there's a lot of uh, liver issues and things like that. So the symptoms from that alone, from the blood sugar highs and lows, are going to be anxiety, fatigue, moodiness, definitely craving, dizzy, and confusion. So if you're at a program like Alcohol Anonymous, for example, you're going to replace the alcohol for carbohydrates, okay? because donuts, sugar in the coffee, cookies, candy, load you up with carbohydrates. So you never really get rid of this blood sugar problem. Realize what we're dealing with is a major chemical imbalance. Whether it's drugs or alcohol, those things are pulling out nutrients out of your tissues. And what I mean by chemical imbalance is a nutrient imbalance, Um, nutrient deficiencies big time. And there's a condition behind this blood sugar fluctuation called insulin resistance. And when you have insulin resistance, you have difficulty absorbing nutrients in the first place. So not only is the alcohol creating a deficiency, but the insulin resistance is also on top of that Blocking your ability to absorb nutrients. So it keeps things completely out of balance. I would run your body on ketones. Okay. Ketones are an alternative fuel. Ketones are a byproduct of burning your own fat. Your body loves ketones and prefers ketones way over glucose. When you are in ketosis, which means you're running your body on ketones, these symptoms completely go away. You just feel much better. Now, how do you do it? You have to lower your carbs. But you want to be on a healthy keto eating plan. So you want to lower your carbs and then you want to do fasting, intermittent fasting. What's interesting about fasting is that it will also put your body into a healing mode. So you start repairing the insulin resistance. So now you start absorbing nutrients. But you do have to realize that this process, even though you're going to feel better right away, takes quite a bit of time to correct. Especially if you've been abusing drugs or alcohol for a long period of time. So you may need to do this for some months, if not years, to really see the full benefits. But you'll be feeling good so you want to want to continue it. The other thing that I think is very, very important in the meantime while you, you're doing this is to actually take ketones themselves. okay? You can get them in a supplement or through something called MCT oil that will turn into ketones. So these are called exogenous ketones or ketone salts. You take them, your brain starts feeling a lot better. It makes it easier to be successful long-term, especially because there are a lot of symptoms that are associated with withdrawals and physiological uh, cravings for certain things. So you want to satisfy the body with the right fuel. That's number one. Number two, you want to give it certain nutrients the best source of the B complex is nutritional yeast. What you want to do is you want to be consuming this all day long. It's going to help you have large amounts of it. You'll just feel better uh, from it. Next thing is trace minerals. Uh, Trace minerals are also very important in many different things but you become deficient in trace minerals when you consume alcohol or take drugs as well. Vitamin C is also important, but don't just get the regular vitamin C that you would get at the drugstore. That's synthetic. You want to get a food based a natural vitamin C complex. You want to keep taking these for a period of months and months until your body comes to a balanced state. I think the implementation of these basic things, this basic diet, is not emphasized enough in these rehab programs. So I highly recommend that you just try it so you can actually see for yourself and then you'll really know. Keto or ketosis. What does keto mean? When you burn fat, your fat breaks down into these things called ketones. Your body can then use those as fuel. Okay, So your body can actually run in ketones. It's a much, much better fuel source than sugar fuel that most people run on. It's cleaner fuel. It creates a lot of other benefits, which I get into in other videos. Okay. So keto basically means you're burning fat. Okay. Healthy keto is a version of regular ketosis, but with a twist. Uh, A principle that I use is you don't lose weight and get healthy. You have to get healthy first to then lose weight. So getting healthy basically means, in relationship to eating, providing all of your nutrients. Okay, so you're eating foods that are high quality that provide all the nutrients. So you get the requirements that our bodies need. So what I recommend is something called healthy ketosis. All right, so that's the version. The other action that I recommend is something called IF. What is that? That's intermittent fasting. What is that? That is a It's not a diet. It's a pattern of eating and not eating. So instead of doing three meals or six meals a day or snacks in between the meals, you're eating less frequently. Why? Because every time you eat, you raise a hormone, insulin. Too much insulin is very dangerous in the body. So what we're trying to do with healthy ketosis and intermittent fasting is reduce the excess of insulin. We're not trying to make it down to zero. We're just trying to get rid of the excess. The vast majority of the population has excess insulin, but they've never been tested. The doctors usually don't test it. They're focusing on your blood sugars or blood glucose, but not fasting insulin. Okay, I have videos on that. but just I'll, You can watch in another video, but the point is that we're trying to lower insulin. So to do that, You need to eat less frequently. Let's say you start with three meals per day with no snacks and then you go to two meals a day, no snacks, and that would be considered intermittent fasting. And some people do one meal a day, but the point is that it's just eating less frequent. It's not necessarily focused on lowering calories. Even though you will be consuming less calories, the focus is not on calories. It's about eating less frequently. Mm At the end of the day, we want to provide all the nutrients, so we need a certain amount of calories. The cool thing about intermittent fasting is that because you're eating less frequent, the requirements for nutrients go down because the body starts being conservative with its nutrients. It starts holding or retaining more nutrients. So what you would need for three meals a day, okay, as far as nutrients, you would need less nutrients for two meals a day just because the body adapts. Sometimes people are concerned about losing muscle mass. Well, the other cool thing is that when you do intermittent fasting, certain hormones like growth hormone increases dramatically to protect the muscles from being lost. Okay, so your body st- tends to now conserve protein as well when you do intermittent fasting. So you're not going to lose muscle mass. So the two main things that help you lower insulin. Are the reduction of carbohydrates. I'm, I'm talking about the sugar, refined carbs, the grains, the pasta, the cereal, the biscuits, the waffles, the juice, the alcohol. I have a lot of videos on this right here, like a ton, but that just kind of gives you the summary. And also, number two, eating less frequently. What we're doing when we actually drop carbs and we eat less frequently is we're tr- adapting to fat burning. You're actually making new cellular machinery to run your body on fat fuel, okay? And no longer on sugar. Now, what happens when you consume too many carbs? The insulin comes in and takes it out and converts it to fat. So, a lot of the fat on your body right now has came from the carbohydrates, not necessarily the fat that you ate, but the carbohydrates that you ate. The other thing that people don't realize is this. In the presence of too much insulin, you can't lose this fat. So if you have a stubborn metabolism and you can't lose weight, we know you have too much insulin. Is there a quick test to know if you have too much insulin? Yes. Just look down right now, and if you can see your belly, you have too much insulin. Because these are the main symptoms of high insulin. Belly fat, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, fatigue, especially after eating. Decreased cognitive function, lack of focus, poor memory, moody, irritable, sometimes depressed, grouchy because of the blood sugar issue, cravings for carbs for sure, and you're hungry all the time, especially between meals. When you get your body into fat burning, and now your body is burning fat between meals because before it wasn't, it was was dependent on your diet and dietary sugar. So now when you're burning your own fat, wow, you get rid of the hunger. Okay, You're not hungry anymore. It makes it easy to do this. You don't crave anymore. That's why healthy keto and amino fasting is very successful long-term, because it allows you to stick to it, because you're not hungry all the time. You're not craving. Sometimes when you look up keto, you'll see this little pie chart thing right here. It'll say 20% protein maybe 70% or 65% fat as far as the total calories, 5% carbs. Okay, this is very confusing for people because you have to calculate calories into grams and this and that. Um, This is the simplicity right here. If you just envision your plate, okay, this is your plate. Half of the plate should be salad or vegetables, okay? A quarter of the plate should be protein, and the other quarter should be fat. So this 65 or 70% fat, which seems like a lot of fat. Now remember, one gram of fat is more than twice the calories of carbs and protein. So this is misleading. In reality, the volume of fat is really only you know, a quarter of your plate. And, and a lot of this fat is actually mixed with the protein. So it's not as much as you think. And then we have this small amount of carbs out here. Just to keep it really, really simple. Okay. And healthy keto and fasting is not just about weight loss. It's about getting you super healthy for reducing inflammation, for helping your cognitive function, helping your overall mood, uh, making the body work better. Okay.
1: Okay. Dr. Bird, So ladies and gentlemen, we have a clear explanation on what the ketogenic diet is and how it can help you in recovery. I will post the link to these um, talks in the show notes. And um, just look with with recovery; it's a challenge. The goal of the Sober Is Dope podcast. One of our goals is to bring realistic information to you guys that you could use. You could, you know, get to work. And, it, you know, you, you never know what works for another person. It could be one thing that could just strike a chord in you. For me, just hearing about the ketogenic diet gave me hope. Um, it just, it, and then I didn't have to stick there. From the ketogenic diet, I was able to go back to plant-based. And then I could go back and forth. But the thing is, it's opened me up. Like, I was able to really get my blood sugar under control. The more that I learn about the, the subject of diabetes and pre-diabetes and the human body, the more I realize, like, most people don't know that they could really reverse these symptoms. Now, look, full disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. Please seek your doctor for any medical advice, but this is more lifestyle based. But still, definitely check your doctor before you, you know, do any diet changes, dietary changes or any major health changes. But for me, just knowing how to control my blood sugar through diet, opposed to taking drugs like insulin um, or, you know, I'd rather do it naturally. And I was able to really change my relationship with sugar. And then the funny thing is the body adapts really well to any new diet, whether anything you implement or introduce to the body, it could really handle and adapt well. Um so when you stop drinking sugar eventually your body's going to crave the coffee without the sugar it's going to take time you know now if i put sugar in the coffee it's like ah oh, it tastes kind of like too sweet and you start to become more conscious of the ingredients you use, how people cook, the hidden sugars. And the um, the major problem for me was hidden sugars within the barbecue sauces. You had sugar in the milks. You had sugar in the sodas, the sugar in the everything from the mustard, the ketchup. It all has sugar. Everything was sugar. You know, if you just look and read these labels, um, the added sugars are really bad. So my thing is, ladies and gentlemen, it is important just to be mindful. Um, It's important to have options. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, remember. Knowing there's always half the battle and you know you can't go wrong with some new information. So check out the ketogenic diet. If you're someone that's dealing with high blood sugar or diabetes or just being overweight and you want something to jumpstart the system, definitely look into it. And the most exciting aspect of this whole conversation and talk was, and is for me the intermittent fasting part. Because I think if you could find the discipline to regulate your eating window and give your body more time to heal through the natural fasting process, you'll start to reap a lot of benefits. One of the major benefits to fasting is that it produces something called autophagy. And the word autophagy means self-eating. And it references the body's ability to really eliminate bad cells or cells that are damaged. So when you fast, it creates autophagy and it has this way of really cleaning and resetting the body and allowing your body to heal. Remember, rest and digest, our bodies are designed to heal through the parasympathetic nervous system when we're in a um when we're in a calm environment and when you're fasting, usually your body's using less energy to digest and it could um, act It could naturally keep the healing process going. So you're in a better state. So look into this intermittent fasting, ketosis, also plant-based um, ket- ket- ketosis is also a real thing. So it's not just about eating meat and bacon all day. You could do this with healthy fats. Remember to take your nutritional yeast for your B12 vitamins and your B-complexes. Consult with your doctor, stay hydrated, drink a lot of water. Remember, walk every day and try to practice some type of lifestyle modification that can help you in the exercise department. My suggestion is to walk after you eat your meals. So for me, I'll go for an evening walk because I tend to eat more in the evening. Um, and, you know, that really helps me to connect my eating window with my exercise window. And we know when you move the body, you move the DNA. And when you're eating, you, the body could really process your dinner and stuff once you're moving and walking. I'm not talking about going running or doing anything crazy. Just a light walk can be a big step in the process. That could lead you to want to, want to do other things. But definitely just start intelligently. Start small in a big way and start today really look into your health now um if if, again for anyone that's in the plant-based realm you could also do the same things so this is for everyone out there just change your relationship with your food change your relationship and how you react to stress in your life think big don't give up on your dreams stay created always be creating you know we talk about that And you guys will do really well and be very healthy and go very far. I love you all. You're listening to Sober's Dope. And I'll catch you guys on the other side. Thank you.